Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cantoir presents The Beast of Bumpkin Manor, Episode 3, Night 2, by Matt Sanders and Kevin Jones. It's early morning in the rural county of North Remoteshire. In the tiny village of Bleak Dismal, the police station is so small that the control room, front desk, custody suite and canteen are all in the same room. Sergeant Hampshire is manning the phone. Good morning, this is the police. You're live on air. How can I help? Oh, hello, Lord Bumpkin, sir. How's your deceased wife? Oh, yes, sorry, sir. What can I do for you this fine morning? Not more murders like last month or the month before, is it, your lordship? Oh, I see. Well, how many this time? Two? Just the two? Right, well, that's not as bad as it has been, sir. Yes, sir, of course. It was only night one of the full moon last night. You're quite right. You still think it's some kind of beast, then, your lordship? Uh-huh. Yes, sir, that, that's a good point. Yes, it could be the reason we haven't called the killer yet. How's everything else? Oh, I see. You specifically want to focus on the killings. Yes, of course, sir. Leave it to me. I'll send someone along immediately. Berkshire? Yes, sir. Head out to Bumpkin Manor, would you? There's been another couple of bumpkin deaths. Uh, I'd love to, sir, only I'm not actually a police officer. I'm just wearing the uniform, sir. Oh, I see. Uh, Tabworth? Yes, sir. Fancy a murder investigation of Bumpkin Manor? Uh, no can do, sir. You see, I'm not actually a police officer either. This is fancy dress. Right. What about you, Hereford? Sorry, sir, I'm here on a deer. Hmm. Essex? Yes, sir. Don't tell me you're a civilian, too. I'm afraid so, sir. This police jacket was given to me when I found in the snow because I was cold. Well, when was that? 1956. Mm-hmm. I see. Look, I don't mean to be a nuisance, but is anyone in this room actually a police officer? Are no, we? No, no, sir. No, I'm a criminal. Right. So who's going to Bumpkin Manor, then? Uh, I suppose you could go yourself, sir. Don't be ridiculous, Hampshire. It was raining last night. Everything will be all muddy. Uh, yes, sir. Of course, sir. Sorry. I suppose we're scuppered, then. Actually, I know exactly who to call. Who, sir? These guys. Fighting criminals with the law. Welcome to Cops on Blocks. 0915am. Bumpkin Manor in the village of Bleak Dismal. Lead lead detective Michaels is interviewing witnesses who may or may not be some kind of murderous beast. He starts with the world's most obvious suspect, Matt Sanders. Oh, hi. So let me get this right. You received this letter from Lady Pelican Bumpkin. Only when you got here, she'd already been dead for a month. Yep. Apparently, she was killed during the last full moon cycle by a massive beast. Before the letter was written. Exactly. Have you seen the beast yourself? I can't say for certain, but Kev and I were chased into the grounds here by some giant monstrous thing with huge red eyes and angry sharp teeth. But I don't want to say it was the beast for definite, just in case it was a neighbour. Very wise. Where were you when the four bumpkins were killed last night? Uh, let's see. Me, Kev, and Lord Kingfisher Bumpkin were in the reception room. I think you mean Kev, Lord Kingfisher Bumpkin, and I were in the reception room. No, you weren't there. I'm just correcting your grammar. Oh. 
Tell me what happened. Uh, there was a load of smashing and screaming, so Lord Kingfisher grabbed his shotgun. Only, when we got into the hallway, the beast was gone, and Gormus was there looking terrified and worried about cleaning. Kevin wouldn't let me see, but apparently the faux bumpkins made quite a mess. Anything else strange happened whilst you've been here? No, not at all. It's been a charming stay otherwise. Nice village, lovely pub. Really? Do they serve food? Unfortunately not. There's almost a whole wall of writing explaining it. She. Oh wait, there was one other thing though. I woke up this morning with a note sellotape to my head. Have a look. What's this? <laughs> You'll be terribly, terribly murdered. What do you think it means? I take it as a threat. Oh. Look. The writing on the note and the letter are different, meaning they weren't written by the same person. Shocking. I'm amazed how many characters want me and Kev dead. We only host a podcast. What's your next move? Well, we just want the Catnoama bill fixed so we can head home and watch Knight Rider. Knight Rider? Is that the one with the red Ferrari? No, that's Magnum. Knight Rider is the chatty Pontiac that can drive itself and save people from peril and cliffhangers. Oh yeah, a moustache. Yep. Look, I'm afraid you can't leave Bumpkin Manor yet. Oh? I'm sorry, but it's an active crime scene. And until I know exactly what's going on here, no one will be going anywhere. Fair enough. I might get a second breakfast then. Bring me a bun. 10.25am. Lead Lead Detective Michaels is interviewing Emu Bumpkin. For the purposes of this record, please state your name. Very well. My name is... Um, I don't think we quite got that. Could you say it again? Oh, really, Constable? Actually, it's lead, lead detective. Well, as a detective, I would expect you to use your ears better. I already told you my name is... Perhaps we could move on to more important questions. Where were you last night when the four bumpkins were murdered? I slept through the whole thing, detective. I had had a dreary night with some terrible company, and I retired alone. I woke to the sound of Gormless the Maid, screaming and panicked. By which time, I'm afraid, Robin and Booby were apparently quite dead. You didn't hear any breaking glass, screaming, or furniture getting destroyed? I assure you I can sleep through anything. (coughs) Now, can I go, Detective? Actually, I've got a lot more I want to ask you. This is a murder investigation, after all. You see, I need to know... It's truth. Okay, maybe the questions can't wait. Just don't leave the manor for the time being. 10.30 in the a.m. After taking a two-minute break to get some air, lead lead detective Michaels is interviewing Kevin Chilvers. Okay, listen to me, Kev. Voice-wise, I'm not really comfortable being alone in a room with you. Agreed. So I'd prefer it if we could keep the interview brief. Fine. Can you collaborate Matt's story that you, he, and Lord Kingfisher Bumpkin were all in the reception room when the four bumpkins were killed? Yep. Did you also wake up with a note that I taped to your head this morning? Yep. Did it say you'll be terribly, terribly murdered? No. Oh, what did yours say? Here, what's this, uh, 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 ditto Matt's note? I suppose the context makes more sense now. Fine. Do you have any idea who the killer is? Nope. Have you seen the beast with the massive red eyes? Yep. Anything helpful you can bring to this investigation? Nope. Look, I, uh, appreciate you keeping this interview short. Good. You can go now, but I'd be grateful if you didn't leave Bumpkin Manor. I've got many more questions. I'll come and find you later. Do you understand? Bye! 11.15 in the A to the M. Lead lead detective Michaels is interviewing Falcon Bumpkin. 
Look, I'm telling you the truth, old boy. I simply dumped the food bumpkins in one of our many spare rooms and then I went off to get a drink. What kind of drink? Well, one you could set fire to, naturally. What happened after that? I can only presume I passed out, missed the entire blessed thing, woke up this morning in the pantry, face down in a wheel of cheese, and another two corpses closer to being rich. Can anyone vouch for your whereabouts? Let me think. Well, there's Bumpkin a Bumpkin. Bodkin a Bumpkin the Butler? That's right, old boy. He's the one who woke me up. He told me all about the Fred Bumpkin's death. Where's Bodkin a Bumpkin now? I think he had to go to the village on business. Oh, come on. You don't suspect Bodkin a Bumpkin, do you? He's been with the family for years. I say, you know who I think did. Who? Far be it for me to say, old boy. But if I were to cast my suspicions, I'd be looking towards Kevin Chilmers. He seems unlikely, sir. Why on earth would you suspect him? Oh, haven't you guessed? It's because I'm an absolute cat, of course. (laughs) 13.07pm. Having got bored with interviewing so many simpletons, lead lead detective Michaels didn't even bother questioning Lord Kingfisher Bumpkin since his story already checked out with Matt and Kev. Instead, Michaels wraps up this round of questions by interviewing Gormus, the maid. Oh, it was horrible, sir. All that blood and bits of bone strewn all over the room. And I'd only cleaned at the beginning of the week and all. It's too much, sir. It really is. All this death and murder. No woman should have to see so much blood and horror in such a short term of employ. It's a disgrace, detective. That's what it is. It's an absolute disgrace. Can you tell me what happened last night? Well, I was in the reception room with everyone else when I got a phone call. Yes. Maureen, my friend. Right. She's got this terrible problem with her foot, detective. Oh, it don't half give a gypsum chronic. Look. I said, Maureen, I said, you think you've got problems. Yes. You want to try coming up here at a bumpkin manor where there's nothing but killing for the cycle of each full moon. Right. That'll put hairs on your chest, I can tell you. Yes. And who's got to clear all the body parts up afterwards? Oh, muggins. That's what happened after the phone call? Um, well, I was in the kitchen doing some darning right. and some washing yes. and some baking okay. and some scrubbing right. and some whittling yes. and some suckling. And Get some... to the point, woman. I'm coming to that now, detective. You see, I heard all this smashing and breaking glass. Then I heard the food bumpkins start screaming. Oh, it were awful, sir. They were making these noises like I make when someone tried to take me to the swimming pool. What? I I don't like swimming, you see. All that flapping around. But you heard the windows break first and then the screaming, is that right? Oh, quite right, your detectfulness, sir. Whatever that beast was that killed those poor fold bumpkins came in from outside. I'm quite sure of that. Interesting. Did you see the beast yourself? Well, I saw something, sir. Mm-hmm. When I opened the door, it was towering over the faux bumpkin's gloopy bones. Oh. But as soon as it saw me with its massive eyes, it charged off back out through the broken window. Okay. It half gave me a fright, detective. I felt quite wan, I really did. Then I saw what was left of the faux bumpkins, and I felt even more dreadful since. Right. I might have to look for a new job. Okay. This is really becoming intolerable. Yes. It's the third full moon on the trot, mm-hmm. and I'm sick of my back feeding sore yes. from scrubbing all that blood off the floors. Yes. Where was everyone else? Um, well, Master Falcon was in the pantry having passed out after a single sherry. Right. Miss Emu were in a room asleep, I think. Yep. And Lord Kingfisher were in the reception room with Master Kev and Master Matt. Where was Bodkin of Bumpkin? Bodkin of Bumpkin the butler, sir. Yes. He were out in the village, I think. 
He often has to go there on business. And have you seen Barkin and Bumpkin this morning? I saw him earlier, sir. He didn't half look tired. Said it was a late night. And what time was that? First thing, you're a detectful ship. Just after the cockerel crowed and the sun came up. Good grief. Be more specific. That's a very generic time. Um, I think it was 7.06am, sir. And how many seconds? 14. And where's Barkin a Bumpkin now? I think he's had to go back into the village, sir. On business. Has he indeed? Yes, sir. I have told you. I heard you. I was musing. Well, you're not, not that amusing, sir. I said musing, not amusing. Shall we move on to the next scene? If you wouldn't mind. 16.15pm. With the interviews finished for now, lead lead detective Michaels is in the reception room with Emu Bumpkin, Falcon Bumpkin and Kevin Matt, who are talking by the window. I can't believe we're over halfway through the episode before we even get a chat together, Kev. I know, it seems like even in our own miniseries, other characters are getting more airtime than we are. Yeah. Who do you think sent us the letter then, if it wasn't Lady Pelican Bumpkin? Uh, I'm not sure. I've been wondering that too. Well, according to lead lead detective Michaels, it wasn't the same person who sellotaped notes to our heads whilst we slept. Really? Nope. He says the handwriting's all different. Great. So now someone else is writing us letters. I wish we got normal fan mail like other podcasts. You think we're still in danger then, Kev? I think the entire future of the English language is in danger if people are leaving notes around saying you will be terribly, terribly murdered. I mean, there wasn't even punctuation or anything. But what about the beast? Do you think it really is an animal? Or can one of the bumpkins somehow transform at will during the cycle of the full moon? You mean werewolf style, like Lord Kingfisher said? Yeah. That would be my bet, Matt. One of the bumpkins using some mysterious lunar transformation to bump off all the others in order to pocket the fortune. Makes sense to me. I'm still unsure of Bodkin the butler, though. Oh, yeah, Bodkin the bumpkin. Only I thought the beast was behind us when he opened the door last night. Uh, well, maybe there's more than one beast. Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. But why did everyone in the pub tell us to keep off the moors if the beast's activity is only focused here at Bumpkin Manor? Not sure, Kev. Maybe it was just an environmental safety thing. Okay, everyone, listen up. There's no need to shout, Detective. This is only a small recording studio made to sound like a country manor. Pay no attention to her, old boy. Tonight's the second night of the full moon. Perhaps come morning, none of us will have to suffer her infernal racket any longer. Why don't you go... Yourself, Bumpkin? That's enough, the pair of you. Bumpkin Manor's already under a great curse with the cycle of the full moon. I will not have you two bickering at each other this night or so. Quite right, Kingfisher, old boy. How can we be of help, lead, 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 Detective Michaels? Actually, there's only two leads. Of course it is. Tut, tut. I'm afraid that none of you are going to like this. But we're all staying together tonight, right here in this room, until the moon's passed and the sun comes up. Really, old boy? Yes, Falcon. You, me, Emu, Lord Kingfisher, Kev... And Matt. Woohoo! Why? Because if one of us changes into a beast, the rest of us are going to know who it is. I say, that does sound a bit risky, old boy. Agreed. Agreed. We could all die, Detective. It's a chance I'm willing to take, Lord Kingfisher. Well, I am not. I absolutely refuse to sit here with any of you a moment longer. Good night. I'm afraid I can't let you leave this room, Emu. I'll prevent you myself if I have to. Oh, really? Well, prevent this. Oh. oh, God. Oh, God, Emu. Good night. Actually, you know what? Maybe we should all sleep in our home rooms tonight after all. 0115 AM in the morning. 
After putting the smell of a bad fart above the logic of all staying in the same room, everyone has inexplicably retired to their own bedrooms, except for Matt, who's sleeping in Kev's room because he's scared. Bunkin Manor itself is oh so quiet. Shh, shh, and so peaceful until... ba ba da ba Emu Bumpkin is dead. We can only hope, in her final thoughts, she realized her stupidity at not wanting to stay in a room full of people until the moon passed. First on the scene is Gormus the Maid, followed seconds later by lead lead detective Michaels. Oh, why does this keep happening to me? Night after night, it's the ruddy same. What's happened? If things keep going on in this fashion, right. I shall walk, I tell you. I really will. No, answer me. What's going on? It's Miss Emu, sir. Right. I'm afraid she's dead. Oh, is she like the others? See for yourself, sir. Dear God, she's been torn apart. Oh, it's a mess. That carpet will need more than one shampoo, and I expect. What's all the noise? Uh-oh, has the beast struck again? I'm afraid so. Don't come any closer. You really don't want to see this. Fine by me. Is Kev still asleep? No, he's awake. He's just staying in his room to minimise voice work between him and you. That seems wise. Have you seen Falcon? Uh, last time I saw him was in the kitchen. He passed out after we shared a small shandy. Right. What about Bodkin and Bumpkin, the butler? Where's he? I think he's in the village, sir. Tending to some business. Still, good God, woman. It's the early hours of the morning. What the hell does he get up to? Yeah, good question. Thanks, Matt. Me and Kev have our suspicions about him too. Well, I don't rightly know, sirs. What I do know is that I need to inform Lord Kingfisher about Miss Emu. He said to wake him if anything unusual happens in the night. And although bloody murder and scrubbing up bits of bone from the carpet isn't as unusual here as it has been in other posts I've held, I think I should go tell him all the same. It's a good idea, Gormless. Thank you. Can't I just have a little look at the murder floor, Detective? I'm afraid not. It would give you nightmares and don't call it a murder floor. Fair enough. I don't want any of those. And sorry, I guess. Hello? Your Lordship? Can I come in? Ah! Oh my goodness! Oh, not again! Oh, this is the last straw. It really is. What's wrong, Gormless? It's Lord Kingfisher, sir. He's dead! What? He's dead! Dead! Yes, I got it the first time. I was just being shocked. Was he killed by the beast? Oh, it looks that way, sir. There's blood and chunks all over the place. Oh, why do I have to see such depths of bleak, soulless horror? I'd quit my job right now if there was anyone left alive to accept my resignation. Hmm. Lord Kingfisher, too. A second night of the full moon and two more deaths. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Matt... Get Kevin Falcon, meet me in the reception room. I think I know who the beast is. You've been listening to The Beast of Bumpkin Manor, Episode 3, Night 2. Written, produced, recorded and edited by Matt Sanders and Kevin Chilvers. Promotional material by Laurie Stone. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to give us a like, subscribe and review wherever you heard us and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cat Noir Podcast. Join us again in a fortnight for the thrilling conclusion to the whole Bumpkin Manor saga. Bye! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.